0: I'm so thrilled to have Simone Matthews on the show today. She is an interior designer by trade, creator of the well-known holiday property, Soul of Jerangong, online educator at Soul Home and mother of four boys. Her true passion is sharing about how a space makes you feel, connecting the interiors, accommodation and wellbeing industries. It's such an honour to have you on the show, Simone, and also
1: as a gorgeous friend of mine. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Chels, and thanks for inviting me onto your show. I'm so excited to be here with you and your listeners. And I think it's so topical, right? Like at the moment, we're kind of in isolation.
0: Everyone's working from remote. There is a huge thing in terms of our space when we work has such a dramatic impact on one's mental health and even the way that we wake up in the morning in our bedroom, what we're seeing when we go into our lounge room. And I thought, who better to ask about creating beautiful spaces than you. So I was wondering whether you could please share with us some of your top tips of how people can create a space that helps them feel calm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's quite quite ironic that I'm always saying about creating that holiday feeling at home and now here we all find ourselves being at home on holidays, working and living all rolled into one. So first of all, I'd like to start by saying there is such a big connection between how a space makes you feel and the impact it has on your well-being, And this is what I want everyone to be aware of and mindful of when it comes to either designing or styling your home or even your place of work. My first tip to creating a calm space is it's about having a clear and clean space to work from our homes, offices, and perhaps right now, it could be your literally your kitchen bench or dining table. So it's really important to declutter and pack things away. I'm sure everyone's heard the saying, less is more, and that couldn't be more true than when it comes to your workspace. So just like our minds, when we have a clear head, we can make good decisions, and the same goes for your workspace. With a clear space, you'll be far more productive. Then my second tip is all about what I call working out what your go-to thing is. And once you know what that go-to thing is, you want to put that within your site. So let me explain this a bit more for you. So your go-to thing, it's that thing that when you see it, it just instantly makes you feel good. For me, it is palm trees. And that's why as I'm sitting here talking to you, Chels, I've got a palm tree next to my desk. And so that's what I want everyone to think about. What is that thing that makes them just feel bloody amazing you know it could be a type of material it could be an object or it could simply be a color so I know that not everyone's go-to thing maybe literally be able to be put next to them so if that's not just literally by getting a print on the wall of what that is it will do the trick for you and then my last tip I'll share about your workspace is we want it to be stylish but you also want it to be functional We all love to have a stylish desk, office or home and when something looks great, it definitely has that calming effect on us. However, if that space is not functional, that look and the calming effect will wear off very quickly. So it could be the chair that you're sitting on to work from. You know, you might love that rattan chair but if it's not comfortable and it's not the right height, it's not going to do its purpose and it's not going to serve you whilst you're working. Or if your desk has piles of paper all over it simply invest in some stylish desk trays. I went and picked up online, of course, some rattan-looking ones from Office Works. Instantly, it changed the look of my work area and now my paperwork is far more organised. So by just investing in those few key pieces, it's now made my desk space look amazing, but I am far more productive for it.
0: So good, because you minimise the distractions and, and we do see it in the research, you know, cortisol does spike if you've got a lot of clutter around. So... I really like that and that's, that's achievable. You know, people can jump online and they could do that, you know, while they're having their staycation. They could do reorganise their workspace, which would be super cool. Absolutely. Then so taking this kind of mindset then into the bedroom, people's bedroom should feel like an oasis to get deep sleep so i as you know simone i am obsessed about sleep hygiene and about people getting really good deep rest what are some tips in the bedroom that people can do to make their bedroom more of a place of zen or a nice haven for them to retreat to to go to bed
1: yeah i'm always telling people that when it comes to your bedrooms they have a completely different purpose than the rest of your home So exactly what you said, Chelsea, your bedroom needs to be placed that when you are there, you feel calm and then you can switch off from your daily life. And then I have created my fair share of bedrooms across my design work and holiday properties to be able to nail this. So what I recommend is definitely working with muted tones for your bedrooms. Think whites, naturals and more like your pale colours. These colours have a calming effect and that is exactly what you want to go to sleep with and giving you a better chance of drifting off for a great night's sleep. Then when it comes to your actual bed, layers are your best friend here. So it's all about more styling the bed first when we're actually going to sleep in it. Again, the purpose of this is to create a feeling of being relaxed. Chelsea, I'm sure that you've stayed somewhere when you've arrived the bed. You know, it looks like it's perfectly styled. It looks like it's out of a magazine. But then you start to have that little bit of anxiety about pulling it all apart. Or if you're anything like my hubby has or does, he has a little whinge about so many cushions on the bed. So again, I'm going to say it less is more. But what I'm going to share is what I call my cheat way to styling a bed. So there's no tucking in your sheets or a gazillion of cushions. My best advice is to invest in some linen bedding and you can mix the colors of each of the items. So you start with your fitted sheet, then a flat sheet, but the key is to let the flat sheet overhang on both sides. Remember, there's no tucking in here. Then add your quilt, simply fold it over at the top. Add two pillows on either side of your bed, and then with an extra linen flat sheet, simply drape it at the end of your bed and it acts like a throw. The great thing is that a stylish layered bed has been created literally within minutes and even better and very appropriate right now with COVID-19, it all can be thrown in the wash to keep it hygienic and fresh.
0: So good. And I absolutely love linen. Do you have a provider that you get your linen from?
1: Yeah, look, there's so many amazing ones on the market, but with my holiday property business, Solar Jarangong, we use Cultivar as our main supplier. They've got a lovely range of colours and the great thing with linen is the more that you wash it, the better it gets. It's like a um, fine wine as it ages.
0: Yes, it's like us. Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> <We, yeah>. exactly.
0: <laughs> so this is great, right, because I think people need to have these beautiful spaces that when they walk into their home, it's that feeling that they've created that it is almost like a retreat and I feel like that's what you do really well with your properties, This podcast is proudly brought to you by Chili Technology. Even though winter is here, we still need a cool body core temperature to have great sleep efficiency and deep REM. An easy way to get our body core temp down is by using an aula from Chili Technology. You just slip it over your mattress, switch it on, set your temperature, and you're away. They even come in single so you can set your own temperature since partners often like to sleep at different temperatures. To get a great night's sleep, and 15% off, head to eqminds.com forward slash podcast and use the code eqminds15 for the ULA system. You know, when isolation lifts and we can travel again, some people might be really interested, right, into turning their property into like a HPO. What are some of the first steps that they could do to even look into doing something like this? Like I know the time right now with you know, staycations and Airbnbs and things like that shutting down. But this this time will pass. And in the meantime, people could actually get their properties ready in a way that they could actually turn it into maybe a business later on. So, you're the expert at doing this. And I'd love if you've got any ideas for people out there where they could
1: start or... Absolutely. I have a um, community of holiday property owners and exactly what you said our industry at the moment is you know been completely turned upside down but the message that i'm telling them and to myself is when we are all out of this isolation the holiday property market in australia it is literally going to boom there's never been a better time to invest your time and knowledge into becoming a hpo that's the nickname that i've created for holiday property owners So the first thing that I encourage people to do is to ask themselves, are you setting out to create a holiday property for business or for pleasure? There is a big difference between creating a holiday property that you'll rent out on the side compared to one that is geared up to create you an income and ultimately a lifestyle where you'll stop trading time for money. The next thing is to understand how are you going to promote that holiday feeling of your property? So by holiday feeling, what I mean is when you take a deep breath out, your shoulders relax, and you just instantly feel lighter. So that is the role of a holiday property owner to promote this feeling and lifestyle of your property to your target market. You know, gone are the days where you create a property, style it, and you just literally wait for the guests to come. I'm a big believer that you need to go and attract your tribe or your market and bring them to you honestly, without trying to self-promote, the best thing you can do right now is sign up to my online how-to guide for HPOs. In this guide, I've shared everything I've learned. I'm a big believer that I share it all: the good, the bad, and the in-between. I learned the hard lessons, so then all the other future HPOs out there, they don't need to. So if you're thinking about becoming a holiday property owner, You want to start right at the beginning of my guide, where you gain a clear understanding of what's involved, right through to what to look for in a property, through to what you need when you're setting it up. Or on the other hand, if you're potentially already a seasoned holiday property owner, you'll want to dive into the modules around creating some noise and thinking outside the box. And most importantly, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Charles, the module at the end is all about enjoying the journey. Because being a holiday property owner, it's about creating a lifestyle that you don't need a holiday from. So, yeah, that that is how I always promote and not even promote or sell, I would say, but that is what a holiday property owner is. It's, you know, I don't want to be behind a computer all day, every day. I went into this industry because I wanted to change the life that I was living.
0: And darling, I, and a big congratulations to you as well, because some of my friends who are in this space have done your online program. And they said it was the best one that they've ever done. So so well done for producing something that's such high quality and, and from a place of real authenticity because you do share so much and you you know, you do allow that tribe to learn everything from you and it gets them there at a faster rate. So I hope people do go and check that out. And we will leave some links in the show notes to that as well. And then finally, Simone, you're a mum of four. Like <laughs> How? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, anyone who has more than one child, I'm like, how do you even go and have two kids? And you've got, so you've got four boys, you have a very successful business, you are a beautiful friend to many as well as myself and how do you juggle all this? You know, what do you do to manage your own self-care? Do you have particular rituals or boundaries you put in place to really protect your mental health and well being?
1: You know what? First of all, like... The juggle is real. Whoever, it doesn't matter if you've got one child or four children, that daily juggle, it doesn't go away. So I always say to people, just embrace the juggle. The more children you have, the calmer you become. That is the amazing side effect of it. If I think about when I had my first son, Marley, I was like almost, I would probably call myself a helicopter parent And then if we go to Koa who there's an eight year age difference I just look at him and go wow I can't believe the things that I let him get away with but that is it you just juggle it and you just do what you do but yeah you know what the self-care for me it's become even more important probably the last five years the busier I've become the more importance it has come to me But if I'm completely honest, my self-care, it's like a pendulum. Some weeks I'm great and other weeks it just goes out the window. So for me, I'm constantly working at just stabilising that. But for me, exercise and weight training is what I class as self-care. It's time where I get to just schedule time for myself and I don't think about anything else. And that is why, you know, you probably look at me and go, weight training? Yeah, right. But for me, weight training, it literally doesn't allow my mind to wander. All I'm focusing on is lifting that bloody weight and getting it up there. So I can't think. And for someone whose mind that never switches off, that power in lifting that weight, it is just amazing. So I know that when I'm on my A-game with training, my mental health and my anxiety levels are so much better for it. But then a simple one for me, and something that I encourage other people to do is I often don't like to have coffee dates with friends or family. Sorry Chels, if you ever asked me for that. <laughs> because my daily coffee, I like to grab it from a coffee shop and where absolutely possible, I'll head to the ocean. And I just want to simply be on my own. I just want to savor that five minutes with just me and my coffee and that is it. So for me, that is part of my self-care. So self-care to me is really simple. I can fit it in with my busy lifestyle, but it just has such a positive effect on my mental health.
0: I love that, Simone. And it's so honest, you know, and I think as a very, very busy person, it's finding Those little snippets in the day, whether that's the coffee by yourself at the beach some people do a miracle morning shower because all they get is one minute in the shower by yeah. themselves. And, and that's why these kinds of things, these tools are really, we hope that they're really achievable and practical for people. And I'd love for you to give a challenge to our listeners, like what's one thing that they could do from our episode today? Maybe it is creating a space and they send us a photo.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that. Well, being a um, designer stylist, it definitely has to go around that. So I want the challenge I would be is to challenge your listeners is first of all to think about how they want to feel in their bedroom. Let's put it in there refer it back to that question from earlier. How is the feeling they want to when they walk in there every day and they wake up? What is the feeling they want to have? So understand that and then go and declutter your space, do follow that simple cheat way of styling a bed and just create that oasis where when they're in there it's going to make them go back to that feeling that they wanted to create. So it's a really simple thing. You know, if you've got the money or if you've got the linen on hand, use it. You don't have to go out and buy anything new. Just work with what you've got. Follow my cheap way of styling a bed and see how it um it goes. And, yeah, I'd love to see some photos of that sent in.
0: Yeah, that would be brilliant.
1: So if you do do this, please take a, a screenshot
0: of a this episode or your bedroom and tag if you have this an aha moment I suppose from this podcast or you go and do your bedroom and you declutter and you're really proud of the space that you create please tag Simone and myself so we know that when you've shared it and because then you get to teach someone else and then they get to learn it as well and I'll definitely reshare it on our Instagram stories as well and Simone maybe you could too on your Instagram handle which kind of leads me to where do people find more about you? Like I'm very privileged because I know you as a personal friend, but I think what you do is incredible and so many people could get access to this over the next couple of months while they're isolated and could use this time to create and upskill a beautiful space. So if you could please let everyone
1: know where they can get more of you, that would be great. Yeah, well, you'll find me hanging out on Instagram at Home Aus. no space, no dots with it. Um, my accommodation, Soul of Jerringong, you'll find at Soul of Jeringong or one word. And you can jump onto the website soulhome.com.au or soul Thank you so much, Simone, for your time today. Oh, thank you, Charles, for inviting me on. It's been a pleasure.
0: To continue on your calm journey, I've really encourage you to download a free ebook on how to live a calmer life. Simply head to eqminds.com to receive your free copy. And if you're in a really good mood, please feel free to give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the podcast and then together we can help other people with their mental health and well-being. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us and we'll see you again in a week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Any advice is not a substitute for medical guidance. Any use of information contained in this podcast is used at the user's own risk.